What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, what's up? It's the best of the Eric Show podcast. A good one. Oh, a really good one. Uh, you know, to focus on uh, Ben Glaze's open mic stand-up catastrophe. Not exactly his fault, too. I remember this. We called it Comedy Night with the Bosnian Mafia. Oh, man, a lot of uh, intricate details in this show uh, from that moment. It's it's like it's burned into my brain. Adam Deggy was there for it. Ben Glaze was there for it. Some horrible comics. Some just terrible, terrible comics. Oh, my God. Uh, not even Ben. Uh, I mean, Adam's a pro. I mean, he headlined the damn thing. Ben was pretty good. And just some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life and heard. All with the Bosnian Mafia right there. I'm not even kidding you. So there's a lot to get to on this Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. As you know, it's, uh, the show happens each and every day from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I do it live and then that uh, live audio becomes the audio podcast, which you obviously download wherever you get a, your favorite podcast. Please subscribe to it. Also, quick and easy things that help your old pal Eric that don't cost you a damn thing. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Hit the follow button. That way you'll know when I go live. If you want to get the show minus commercials, you got to subscribe. Kind of scroll down in that same spot online. Um, and uh, hit the red button. It says uh, sign up with Twitch Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link up your Amazon Prime to me on Twitch, and then you're you're subscribed, and you get that for free with your Amazon Prime. You got to do it manually each month, but so that's a way you can do it. Or if you want to skip the commercials but don't have Amazon, you have the option to pay five bucks a month. It's totally up to uh, up to you. If not, the show is one hundred percent free. You just got to sit through an ad. Now, that's all like for the live stream video, which is just like about 1% of the people that actually consume the Eric Zane Show podcast. A lion's share of the people get it uh, via the audio podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I'm on Twitter. Follow me there at Eric Zane Show. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube. Follow me on the YouTube channel, please. And uh, what is it? Hit the bell notification and uh, you're all set, ready to go. That brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Let's do it. Part one of Comedy Night with the Bosnian Mafia. My God, a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, let me start uh, by uh, getting after comedy night last night. Hashtag Bomb City. Ben Glaze doing stand-up at a uh, coffee bar called uh, Mahala Coffee Bar in Grand Rapids here. 
This uh, may have been the uh, strangest thing I have seen in a long, long time. Uh, There is no way to describe this other than it was uh, one of the most awkward things I have experienced in my entire life. In fact, I should probably bring bring Stu in here. And a little bit later on, uh, Adam Deggy, who was the headliner, uh, will join me. I need to stew. Uh, I need to stew. I was going to say, I need to stew fill in. I need to fill stew in about what's going on. And he's probably not even awake yet. My God. How many times? Have, I've, been on, I've been on a real dry spell lately on bringing people in randomly on the show. Come on, stew. Wake your ass up, buddy. Stew still, uh, I think he's still delivering Dippin' Dots. Um, but who knows? He's probably, since the last time we spoke, had three or four new jobs as he continues to find his way. I, I, on- the phone of Stu I honestly think he's, he's shooting too low. You know, Stu is super educated. I mean, super educated. He's got a master's degree. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to get back into social work. It's like, Stu, well, you don't have to get back into social work. You're still very educated. You can do a lot with that expertise. You don't have to get back into counseling. But at the same time, delivering worms is probably something that you're overqualified for. All right? Delivering worms and super frozen ice cream is a little bit... I mean, those are fine jobs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But... You are but you are suited for a hell of a lot more than that. Okay. So I can't really get Stu in here. That's okay. I I'll, I'll get Deggy on later on. I, I I should get Ben on, but he's probably at work or getting ready for work and I don't want to bother him. And I think uh the thing that we need to cover first, because I mean here I am saying that this is this was the most awkward thing I'd ever experienced in my life, and I and I would say easily top five. I mean, this is right up there, uh, with like sitting around after somebody dies. Uh, going over who gets what from the will, and one of the kids is left out of it. it. It was that awkward. Everything went wrong to make this one of the most awkward things I had ever seen in my entire life. And I will discuss that with Deggy a little bit later on. He'll be, um, in fact, you will be able to see Deggy unless he turns his camera off because I, I invited him into the live stream of the podcast via the restream uh, platform. But let's get this out of the way. Ben did well. I'll just say it right now. I laughed at Ben's jokes. One of the things that stood out to me is because a lot of the times when I get Ben on here, when we're just having a conversation like on the podcast, he, you know, sometimes it takes him forever to spit something out. I just get the urge to punch the words out of him. For some reason, it's almost like he's his mind is going in three different directions and what flies out of his face sounds a little choppy, I guess, you know? Um, and I don't know if that's something that ever gets changed because as long as I've ever known Ben, whenever we're having a radio conversation or whatever podcast conversation, he does that a lot. It's almost like he's afraid to say what's really on his mind. And, you know, that's the kiss of death. You you can't do that. You got to get right in there, get right down and dirty and say whatever you want. I have no idea. I'm just speculating. However, that did not happen. When he's on stage. And I don't know if it's because he's worked on his delivery or he's done these jokes so many times. 
But uh, hey, hey, um, I don't have much negatives to say about Ben. I actually laughed at his jokes. His comedy is dark. Uh, there was a, there was there was a there was a dead baby joke, and I'm like, oh my god! But it, the fact that he's delivering these uh, these some of these jokes were super dark, and he's deadpan when he's doing it. And he was pretty polished. I I cannot say that he. Okay, out of all the comics, um, you had. Okay, the host was uh, was really green. He was a little clumsy. No big deal. Whatever it happens, this is why this is why open mic exists. Okay, you go to open mic events to um, and and that's the trade off. You get you get to see guys bomb or girls bomb. Uh, not all of them. Uh, but, uh, but some of them and, and, and they're, uh, practicing new material. So that's it. And they're, they're kind of working on their game. And the, the only way to do this is to get it at game speed like this. So you're in front of people. I'll, I'll say this. I walked into this joint and, uh, it, it's small and right away, the thought of being in front of strangers made me anxious, me, and I'm not performing. And I thought to myself, oh, fuck, this is going to be hard. But, uh, and I'm like, Jesus, Ben, this is what you do? This is, uh, it's just intimidating. There was probably only been one or two times that I've actually had to think on my feet in front of an audience like that. It's different doing this, doing what I'm doing right now with you. I cannot see you, okay? I know you're there. A few dozen of you. But uh, <laughs> there's, I can't see you. When you say something that's intended to be funny, and you see everyone's stone face staring at you, blinking. Oh, fuck. That's not easy. It's not easy. I don't know. I mean, I just, I would pee a little right there. Uh, but there he was. Naked to the world. So, but uh, I, it was kind of like he transformed in front of my eyes because he was, he kept it moving. There was only a couple times. Okay, this this to me, I don't know anything about doing stand-up. Well, I mean, maybe I do. I mean, I can observe and make comments. But um, to me, in terms of the flow of the show, like the headliner, Adam Deggie, he's just up there and he's just talking. And uh, he's, he's dropping jokes on people. There was some interaction with the crowd. There was some spontaneity. Uh, and But what he's not doing is uh, the thing that a lot of these comics did was they bring notes up there and they're actually like pick up note cards of jokes. And, um, I can't, I, I, I don't care if it's a veteran comic or if it's a person who is doing comedy for the first time. If you have written jokes down on a piece of paper and they're at a stool and you're standing there, and you tell a joke and then you kind of like look down at the note, try to be inconspicuous about it, your note. And you're like, mm, okay, I got to tell this joke. And then you, oh, it's, it just, the, the flow, it just drops. It ruins the spell of what you're fucking trying to do. Get that shit down. I don't give a fuck if it's your first time or your hundredth time. There is no excuse, in my opinion, for anyone to stand in front of a group of people and look at notes. And some of these people are like, seriously, uh, they're sitting there, all right, yeah, 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 say a joke. And then they, they pick up note cards and they're holding they're all the note card in front of them. Oh my God! Look at the notes. They're their next joke, and then they set the notes down and said, "Okay, let me tell you about my car trouble." And I'm like, "What the 
fuck are you doing? Stop that. That's not, that's, that's no good. You're just reading me shit in a note card. Let's fucking get that shit together, man. Oh. And if you can't, in my opinion, if you can't rehearse enough before you go in front of people to at least um, tell me your bad jokes without uh, looking at a note card, you get don't do it do not commit there's no way no how you should be doing that what the fuck i mean how how much can it say on there is it just an asterisk uh with a with one line to remind you what the joke is and then uh so ben ben did that a little bit not a lot he kind of like uh his energy when, when you when you have to look at the notes, your you, what what was a joke and a punchline, then it's kind of have you have to kind of pause and it's clumsy and it's like ah shit ah what are you doing? But he was not the worst at all. And I mean, in fact, I would say that of all the people that were up there, he was as polished as any of them. Um, you had the host was was clumsy. I think he was uh, he might have been it might have been in, er, very early in, in hosting or something like that. I have no idea, but um, the sound was fucked. Uh, it was lit poorly. The audience was hit or miss on their responses and their laughter. I mean, um, and then there was a gang of Bosnian hitmen that were there, and you're like, what? And I shit you not, as far as I understand, um, okay, you walk it, you walk up to the place, and there's a bunch of people that look, uh, well, they look like they're from a uh, former Soviet uh, Eastern Bloc country. I, I'm, I mean, the, the second I walked up, all I pictured, and I have, again, I go into the Stone Cold. I don't know who the fuck is who, what is what. And I had sent Ben a text saying, I'm running late. Hey, man, uh, uh, stall. You know, I, I don't want to miss any of this. And I didn't. But I, I'm walking up to the place, and there's like six guys smoking cigarettes. And all I thought about was the um, Burt Kreischer bit the machine when he, uh, when he hung out with the Russian mafia or whatever, except... I didn't know that these weren't Russians. Apparently, they were Bosnians. At least that's what I was told. I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't know for sure. But these guys that look like a bunch of uh, uh, Eastern Bloc country hitmen are uh, are standing out in front and right away, and they're speaking a foreign language. And I'm like, boy, do not fucking look at these guys. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so right away, the impression I got was um, these people own the facility and this is like their version, this coffee bar of the Bada Bings, uh, Bada Bings, Bada Bing from the Sopranos, where, you know, Tony, that was a place where, where they would do all the sit downs and the meetings and shit. But at least in the Sopranos, they would do it in the back room, not to disturb the customers who uh, who were there. Or what, what's the name of that uh, meat joint that they would hang out in front of where they have lunch, have a sit down there. So um, I think this was the West Michigan Bosnian mafia. And, and I'm not shitting you because uh, the, the host goes up and the comedians are there and we're all doing our thing or, and I, I'm, I'm watching and uh, the comics up there. And then the, the Bosnian mafia sits down at couches in their own area. No one sits there right near. This is a small room. Okay. And, uh, they are having a discussion 
while the people are performing. Loudly. As loud as I'm talking to you, they are talking to each other in a foreign language. For an hour and a half. And it was so fucking awkward. I could not believe the level of rudeness. And they don't give a shit because it's their place. Uh, One of the comics said to me, I think they simply bought that place so that they could smoke out in front of it. Because every 10 minutes, all these guys get up and uh, go out and smoke. This one comic, uh, some of the comics started a reference the dudes and uh some and, and the place was called mahala one of the comics referred to them as the mahala mafia and i'm like oh shit i couldn't believe it like right to the guy's faces because oh look at that there we got the got the mahala mafia over here and i'm like you know you say that but i would not put that past i would not put the idea past anyone uh and try to forget that that may be a organization, a, a group of organized crime members right there. And holy shit. And then another comic, after they all walked out, you okay, so they're all sitting there having their sit-down. Comics are doing their thing, and then they go, let's go smoke in Bosnian or whatever. And they all get up. Is that a language, Bosnian? Or, or do you say Yugoslavian? Or do you say Saroavian? Or what? I have no idea. Uh they all get up. They all go outside to smoke like every 10 minutes. And, and as the last one's leaving and the door is closed, ding dong, the comic goes, there goes the Vladimir's. Uh, assuming they were Russian, I guess. I don't know. But I, I got the joke and it was funny. I'm like, holy shit, though, man. Jesus, you got some balls. These are all big. Gi- these All these dudes had giant heads. Every single one of these guys had barrel chest, giant heads. They looked like they're about 45 years old and with old man strength. And I'm guessing they were all about 28 uh, they have pulled out of some war-torn country where they probably sold arms to the Russians or some shit. I have no idea. But this was fucking weird. Really weird. Um, so they had to contend with that, and Ben went first. And they weren't, I think, I don't remember Ben having to contend with them having their sit-down meeting. Um, because I was kind of focused on Ben, but I, I, I kept hearing a conversation. I'm like, what is going on? They're, boy, they're actually speaking a different language over there. And it got louder and louder and louder. I'm standing there, and just before, um, uh, and while Ben is on stage, I, I'm at this bar, okay? And again, they don't serve alcohol, but it's called the Mahala Coffee Bar. And someone says, hey, can I, can I help you? Is there anything you want? I go, uh, and now... No alcohol. This is a great place for me. Everyone's like, man, I wish I had a drink. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have a drink. And I go, well, uh, do you have anything with no caffeine? Like, I'll get a coffee drink as long as it's no no caffeine because I got to get to sleep at night. And they go, how about a smoothie? And I go, this is my kind of place. And he goes, what kind of smoothie? I go, I don't care. And he kind of looks at me funny. I go, get creative. Make me something fruity. And they go, you want something fruity? I go, I, I honestly, be creative. I'll, whatever you put in front of me, I'll drink it. I don't give a shit. Okay. So there I am sitting there on this bar stool with my little feet kicking, not touching the ground. Uh, just I, I, I'm like a kid at the malt shop uh, uh, drinking a smoothie. Ben finishes. Comic number two uh, goes up there. And... Uh, you know, the typical open mic. He's trying to work his act, and uh, you know, he he was uh, he was pretty prepared too. I don't recall him looking at notes. 
That to me was the worst. Uh, there, there was a lot of awkward going around in this night, but this, but the, the looking at the note cards I was like, come on, man. Uh, he, he comes up there and uh, now prior to the, uh, the event, I had seen the list of comics and I saw a name. And um, when I saw the name, I went, Oh, I know what I know a person by that name. Hmm. And then I dismissed it and I didn't think another thing of it. And then, uh, because, and then, so this guy is up there and then, uh, I get my smoothie while this guy is doing his, his act and it's time to take my mask off my two masks that I'm wearing and, uh, to drink my smoothie. And I take my mask off right when this comic looks at me and this comic stops talking and looks right at me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I'm like, oh, this person probably recognizes me from the radio. I just took my mask off or maybe from the Griffins and probably just fucked with, with his head right now. Okay, part one of Comedy Night with the Bosnian Mafia in the books. Epic night. I'll never forget it. The open of the show brought to you by my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. Uh, do not go without health insurance. I can't afford it, man. I I'm unemployed and I just can't afford health care. Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, the government made that possible. I, I don't understand why everybody had such a hard time with Obamacare. That uh, Obamacare breathed life into my household because I've been utilizing that uh, since the start of the podcast. Frank Fuss will help you every step of the way because most people don't know what the hell they're getting into. They don't just don't know how it works. And you can screw this up. So... Bang on Frank's door, and he'll set you up with a policy through healthcare.gov. Uh, it's going to take a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes, answer some of his questions, but he does it all, and he's free. So, okay, if you're out of work or you are self-employed, you know, a lot of times when people get out or, like, uh, let go or they change jobs, they, well, I'll just sign up for Cobra and pay three grand a month. No, it's a ripoff. Don't do it. Get your own policy. And uh, Frank will check to see if you are welcome into the uh, enrollment period for special circumstances. And most of you will be 616-914-4070. Call or text Frank from anywhere in the U.S. and he will help you. 616-914-4070. Please mention my name or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Full House Comedy. We're talking comedy uh, throughout this show today, this best of show. Full House Comedy venues everywhere. Take in a comedy show with my friends at Full House Comedy. Just about everywhere. It uh, could be as far north as Howard City. And then, of course, you got the Grand Rapids area, out west, Muskegon, Holland, FullHouseComedy.com. Comedy all over the place. In fact, I like to check from time to time, see who's there. Okay. Sam Tripoli coming up on Thursday, the 26th of May. Nice. Rich Voss. This picture of him looks to be 20 years old. There's no way he looks like that anymore. He's going to be at the listening room on Thursday, June 2nd. Rich is hilarious. In fact, okay, he's doing listening room. Uh, June 2nd, June 3rd, he's at Rockford Lanes, Rich Voss, Saturday, Park Theater, that is sweet, okay, Bobcat Goldthwaite, 
Friday, June 10th at Rockford Lanes. Saturday, June 11th, Park Theater. Man, good things going on. Fullhousecomedy.com. And this week, Sam Tripoli. He's got shows at the Park Theater listening room. And uh, yeah, okay, excellent. Well done, Big Dick Donnie Veltman. Fullhousecomedy.com to buy tickets. All right. Moving on. On the best of part two of Comedy Night with the Bosnian Mafia. As the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rolls on. So, all right, that ends. And I don't think another thing of it. Later on, this guy wanders over next to me. And he's standing there watching the other acts. And then he leans in and he goes, hey, Zane. I go, hey, how are you? And it's that dude. And I'm, and I'm still thinking. He goes, do you remember me? Matt. Purple Heart Matt. And then right when he said Matt, it dawned on me that it was the guy that I was thinking that I knew his name when I first looked at the list of comment comments. Purple Heart Matt uh, was an intern on the old Freebird Outwing show more than a decade ago. Um, and he served um, in Iraq and got like uh, uh, had a hand injury. I think he uh, lost some fingers, a roadside bomb or some shit like that. Except when I remember him, he was uh, round. This guy is not round at all. Uh, in fact, you ever notice that when people, when they lose a ton of weight, their actual, f- the, the shape, their, their, their face appearance, like you don't know it's them. Uh, you remember that guy, Carlos, um, uh, what's his face? Carlos Orozco, who I talked to out of the, uh, out of the um, uh, east side of Michigan, who lost 500 pounds. Remember Carlos? No one would ever know that that's him now. He weighs 185 pounds now. It's incredible. Um, That's what's going on with this guy. And I go, oh, my God. You know, when I saw the name, I thought, boy, I know a man, but I didn't think it was I didn't think it was going to be you. And here you are. I go, you you do stand up because, yeah, man. So this is years ago. Purple Heart Matt, you stand to the phones for us. I go, well, it's really, really great to see you, buddy. How are you? Dropped 100 pounds. He's 185 pounds soaking wet. Jacked. Dude is ripped. So I'm like, holy shit, man. All these little crazy little weirdo things happen to me all the time like that. So that was good to see him. Uh, So you got a lot of dynamic here. You got Ben doing, I mean, honestly, I thought Ben was going to be shitty. Okay. Um, I thought his jokes for me were funny. I was laughing at because, you know, and then the crowd, this group, ah, boy, it's hit or miss. You had a few people that would bust out laughing. These young ladies, uh, to the side of the stage. They were laughing pretty hard at a lot of the jokes. Other folks are, I don't know, it's just a little wonky in the crowd. And then you got nobody's got a drink. And then you got the fucking Bosnian mafia there having a sit-down meeting. And and then some of the comics, I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I love some of those people very much. They're all wonderful people. But in my opinion, the, the world of stand-up comedy there is no room in the world of stand-up comedy, in my opinion, for anyone to tell a joke, go, hey, yeah, and then the joke gets kind of like a lukewarm feel to it, and then you go, hey, uh, hang on. And then, and then they look at notes. Okay, I'll tell this joke. And then they come back, and, hey, guess what happened to me today? It's like, oh, fuck. Quit doing that shit. Now, I get it. Easier said than done. But if I can stay, I mean, not exactly what I say is, is funny when I say it, but if I can sit here for two hours and at least maintain my thoughts, so I don't have to sit there and go, oh, fuck, uh, look at these fucking notes. Now, the fuck. Come on, guys. What are you doing? 
Uh, no way. I'm sorry. So I'm going to get Deggy in here. He was a headliner. Uh, he was and get his thoughts. See if we can compare notes on the event about what went down last night as Ben's hashtag Bomb City Baller tour uh, tour continues. He he did four nights of comedy. I think I think Ben. I'm, I was I was impressed. I was because I had a. Uh, you know, he's always talking about how shitty he does. So I had an expectation that he wasn't going to be able to get like one word out, you know, but he absolutely did. So good for you, Ben. In a way, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'll just say that. I am proud of you, Ben. Um, you know, when you do this, you know, uh, I, like I said, I had an expectation. And at first I was like, oh, you're funnier than this guy or you're 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 funnier than this guy. or You're funnier than that girl or, or whatever. Um, but. I don't know, maybe because I'm partial to Ben. I, I got a little bit uncomfortable with a lot of those comics. I, I wasn't really uncomfortable with Ben. There was comic who says the N-word way too much. This guy just gets up on stage, and I think he could be funny because he was really comfortable. Um, but I don't know. I think he just, yeah, the N-word was kind of like a crutch for him. I mean, I can, I can understand saying that once in a while. I mean. And, and, of course, yes, he was a black guy because if he was a white guy, that would have been the first thing I started with. White comics is sitting in a room full of mixed companies saying the N-word. That would have been the first thing I said. He was funny-ish, but, uh, okay, he was funny in his delivery, but the jokes were, oh boy, I don't know. Uh, and then there was this dude who, this might have been, if it weren't for the Bosnian mafia sit down going on while the comics are doing their thing. And, and some of the comics, when they're talking, the Bosnian sit down, Bosnian mafia was getting so loud. The comics were getting interrupted. Like they would like burst out with an exclamation in another language. Imagine that trying to do comedy with that right like 15 feet away from you. My God, by the way, Bosnian mafia uh, gets a nomination for asshole of the day for the level of rudeness. Okay. There's a comic there. And I saw the folks when they walked in. It was a teeny tiny little man. I'm guessing five foot four with a enormous woman. When I say enormous, I mean, she was taller than all of the women. And um, she was very, very heavy. Okay. You know, like the type of, I mean, like, uh, wow, that, that type of heavy. And so whatever. Okay. Uh, and, and I didn't, I noticed that he was, uh, writing and, uh, I, I think he was writing jokes and I don't remember this guy doing a lot of looking at the notes, but it turns out that the little guy was one of the comp was one of the comics. And, um, so as he's doing his thing, uh, he suddenly, and you and you know he's there with her. Okay, there, there, there's a handful of people in the audience. While on stage, and while she she's right in the front, he goes, "Yeah," and he's got a really high voice. Yeah, even though uh, I'm a little guy and I've put on a few pounds uh, during the pandemic, you know, he's he made a joke about you know gaining weight during the pandemic. This little guy because he looked a little portly, but no big deal. And then he suddenly says, no, I'm a little guy. I tell you what, I got myself a big girl. Now, if you're going to make jokes about how you 
are dating a girl who's enormous. That's one thing. She's right fucking there. And immediately everybody's like, oh, fuck. He's making fat jokes about his girlfriend who's this far away. Holy shit. Oh. And I'm standing next to Ben. And okay, if there was any bit of awkwardness in what Ben did, no one remembers that. The only thing anyone remembers from this night is the mafia and this. Everything else is an afterthought. He is making fat jokes about his girlfriend, and she's fat as shit, and right there looking like job of the hut. I mean, I'm not kidding you. And he then starts to go down the road of a joke, okay? And um, Ben and I said we muttered our own punchline to this joke and then looked at each other because we said the same punchline while we're looking at each other and started laughing while he said the real punchline. And he said, he goes, yeah, talk about how fat she is. It's fucking terrible. And then he goes, yeah, you know, I like to smother her in kisses. And she, Ben and I both go, smother me with her body. We actually said that. I could hear him. He could hear me. We start. You're cracking up. We're laughing our fucking asses off. We, we turn around. We actually turn our backs to the stage and to the fat chick. And you hear Ben doing his laugh, his fucking uh, 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 snickering that he is. <laughs> so we're this and they're cracking up. And he goes, she wants to smother me with a pillow. And we're, we're saying, oh, why the fuck? How can you talk about how big she is? And you drop, smother me with a pillow. You got to go for it, little guy. You got to smother me with her giant fat titties or whatever. It doesn't matter what the fuck you say. If you're, if you're going to make fun of how fat she is or point out how fat she is in front of the Bosnian mafia, the fuck are you doing going with the pillow reference? You got to bust out her big fat titties. Oh, and we're like, holy shit. This is so insane. This was, this was the Valhalla of awkward. Off the rails awkward. Guy dropping N-word, Bosnian mafia, looking at the notes, little guy, little hobbit guy dating fat chick, talking about how fat she is right in front of everybody. Oh, what entertainment. I was, and then Ben's like, yeah, you know, uh, sorry about all that. I'm like, Sorry. Fuck you. We, I had so much fun. Now, I haven't been out in two and a half years. So, uh, you know, I, I've been wearing sweatpants. This is the first time I put on sweatpants in forever outside of doing limo or, or hockey games. So I, I was feeling good. You know, I, I'm there. Uh, I got to see Deggy and I got to see Nardo. So I'm wearing pants. I got a smoothie. I'm sitting on the stool with my little feet kicking. I got fat, uh, skinny guy or little guy talking about how fat his girlfriend is. She's five feet away. The Bosnian mafia. Oh, my God. This is incredible. I normally don't like awkward humor. This was so off the rails awkward. Holy shit. Oh, so, so good. 
Oh, you 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 have to go to the next one. I am gonna I, I I'm gonna wipe the schedule clean if I can the next time Ben does open mic. And I just pray that all of these people are there. And I and honestly, I don't uh I don't want I'm not I'm not like ripping on the comics like hey you suck shit or anything like that. My big thing is okay, for the guy no, I don't want the little guy who made the fat jokes about his girlfriend to change anything ever. Okay. Um that was incredible. Uh, you're an absolute legend, whoever the fuck you are. Uh, but I think if it's constructive criticism, do not look at notes. Practice. Don't look at the notes anymore. Son of a bitch. Too much. All right, Deggy will be here in 21 minutes to discuss it. Uh, but I'm, I, I wanted to get out in front of it and tell you my thoughts of it, and then I'll compare notes with him, and uh, we'll see where this goes. Adam was was really really funny. Um, it, it, it was it's tough to do to to work a crowd like that, but he did it. So good for him, and and good for those folks in the local comedy community for trying. It, it is not easy work. I don't envy you. I'm not saying I could do it. I'd probably. I, I don't know if I'd make. I don't know if I'd make jokes about my wife's physical characteristics right in front of her like that but oh boy her girlfriend all right here we go it is the best of the eric saint show podcast love that story so much adam daggy on the back half of this for a couple of segments okay thanks again for checking out the best of the podcast uh the free podcast is powered by sponsors uh this time jm synthetics gets a hearty hello coming his their way uh specializing distributing amsoil products the best motor oil made on the planet hands down jmsynthetics.com is the website you go there you shop by product or you shop by equipment that your their product is going into once you figure out what you want there's a phone number there that's jason mays call him or text him say i need this boom next thing you know it's there on your front doorstep thank you jm synthetics of course we've got a and e heating and cooling the immortal joe martinez uh servicing uh air conditioning and furnace setups throughout west michigan all you need to know is that uh, you need to see these folks twice a year all right hopefully that's it if you see them twice a year, you've got less of a chance of seeing them more throughout the year. Some of you will want that, though, because of the machismo. Their number, 616-516-8579. Reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling and schedule an appointment to get your AC tuned up. That system is, uh, well, you know, there's a lot to it, and a lot of things need to be looked at every single year to make sure it stays running effectively, efficiently, and properly without any breakdowns. If you're like, I don't think I've ever done this. Well, you're in danger and your uh, a dumpster fire of an AC unit is probably running at like 40% efficiency. Improve that. 616-516-8579. Thank you. And... For this round of sponsors, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now, if your credit's great, this is not painful. You just call up Mario. He gets working. 
you get your mortgage. All right, for whatever, uh, wherever your home is that you uh, you want to buy it, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. But let's say you're young, first-time home buyer. Maybe you've went through a bankruptcy. Why? Because you suck with money, or victim of divorce. Ugh, God. But you still want to be in your own home. You don't want to be paying rent to some jackass slumlord. Call Mario. You see, not every mortgage person is created equal. A lot of the uh, mortgage people, they, they want to deal with somebody who needs a $700,000 $700, loan. Well, some of you folks that I just described might be, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little lighter on that side. Not nearly as big of a purchase. So the mortgage folks, the other mortgage guys, are like, oh, God, this one hardly is going to pay me any money. Not Mario. He wants to make sure that everybody gets the opportunity of the American dream. Call Mario, 231-332-6505. Quit paying rent, for God's sake. Reach out to Mario today. All right, moving on on the best of the podcast. The immortal Adam Deggy joined me to discuss comedy night with the Bosnian mafia. Here you go is, well, no, I screwed that up. This is part one. Here you go. Yo. Hey, Adam, how are you? I'm good. Say hi to everybody. They're all here checking you out. Hello, people. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you for doing this, by the way. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It, it was a late night for me. I'm not used to drinking coffee at 8.30 p.m., so. <laughs> I had a I had a smoothie. Did you? I didn't know that that was an option. I, I may have opted for the smoothie because I, it's pathetic, but even, uh, even during the week when I work the day job, I, I tell myself that I can't have caffeine after, like, 2 p.m., and then I'll treat myself my last work day of the week because uh, I know I'll be up. So it was, well, really, it was a really stupid idea to drink coffee that late in the evening. But here we um, are. I um, I turned around because the bartender goes, uh, hey, uh, can I get you anything? And, you know, I, I, I wanted to support them. I mean, they were hosting. and But I, I like you, I didn't, I didn't want to stay up. So I'm like... Do you have anything with no caffeine? I'm at a coffee bar. Do you have anything with no caffeine? Yeah. And he kind of looks around like I'm an idiot. And he goes, how about a smoothie? I go, yes, yes. It's something fruity. And they go, that's it? I go, I don't care what you do. Just I'll, whatever you put in front of me, I'll drink it. So I get the fucking thing, and it's purple. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And it tastes chocolatey. So I was like, eh, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. Huh, weird. Um, so I, uh, I, I, I want to put this up there as, um, as we're getting started and welcoming you in, um, if you were known as Adam Deggy fan of Bosnian mafia, you would know what that means after last night, correct? Yes. <laughs> Me and the Bosnians don't get along, man. I don't know if it's, uh, geography has never been my strong suit. I, I honestly, like, I have no idea where Bosnia is uh, in relation to Hungary, because I'm technically <laughs> Hungarian. But I, I have a feeling that they just don't get along. Okay. Uh, well, now, uh, I understand that uh, some or all of those gentlemen uh, 
own the premises. Yes, I believe so. So I have no idea if like the guy behind the bar owned the place. I don't think so. It's just funny because they've got uh, they've got signs up every everywhere, you know, about it's mandatory to wear a mask and the restrictions and stuff. But it's it's obvious that it, they just have them up because they have to, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because of the state. Because then there's two guys playing pool when we get there, no masks, couldn't care less. And holy shit, I, I can remember working with my my old man and some guys, and uh, they we etched glass, so it was art glass. My 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 dad was really talented. Uh, okay. But when, but when the art glass department was slow, uh, which would happen because it's, uh, you know, people don't need art glass. Um, right. The, the same company owned uh, like a carpet laying company. And what I'm trying to get to is these dudes would literally take cigarette breaks every 15 minutes. The Half of the job was just smoking cigarettes. And that's what it reminded me of last night because every 15 minutes, those guys were just outside puffing away that that's why i said to you it's like i honestly think they just opened this place so they had another place to to smoke yes and that was a great joke i i was like shit you should have said that last yeah. night because it was fucking killed it was, oh man you know. I, i'm surprised they haven't just said screw it like, clearly, <laughs> and just started smoking inside again because clearly you know rules and regulations <laughs> don't mean anything to those people I, I got out of my truck. I walked up, and that's who I saw. And something about people from uh, former Soviet countries, yeah, yeah. they have enormous heads. Yeah, Did you well, notice the size of the heads on all of those men? I, we can't say they all do. but <laughs> We can't say that, Zane, but certainly the, that group of guys. Well, all of them had enormous heads. And I'm like, I walk in, and they all, and I heard a different language. And right away, I'm thinking, my spider sense is tingling. I'm like, do not say shit. Just walk right by. I no, just, those I just, guys, they'll, they'll break your fingers. Yeah, I, that's the impression I got. And so uh, there's there's poor little meek Ben. He's standing there. And, he, you know, Ben always looks like he just got the fuck kicked out of him. Whatever yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he's still at that stage. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so I see you. I go, hey, who else is here? He goes, oh, Deggy's over there with uh, with, uh, Nardo. So I go, okay, awesome. So go say hi to you guys. And then now, um, so that all unfolded and, and I've been detailing on the show that, um, this was a fertile environment for awkward because of the, it, the Bosnians, not only were they there and, and moving a lot, but they're talking out loud. Intimidating. Yeah. And it's, uh, you have similar, uh, similar situations when like a bar will host a uh, comedy open mic or even a regular paid show and the owner is like the loudest guy in the room talking and you're and you're just like well what there's nothing we can fucking do because this guy owns the place yeah and there's six or seven of them in back just you know sitting in those couches around a table just chatting away yeah yeah you know? and they i i thought to myself what a go back outside and have the conversation just because yeah. How could they hear each other? Because Nardos is telling jokes and these guys are like, hey, she about you. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's, uh, oh. I'm, I'm sure they were discussing uh, potentially murdering all of us. <laughs> and I guess, I guess that several comics have already made a joke about like that, you know, the coffee, the cafe bar being a front for, you know, real mob. 
I could see why people would say that they're certainly laundering money in one way or another, but uh, good for those guys, you know? Well, uh, I forgot it was the the American dream. The uh, uh, Pakistani dude, he referred to them as the, as the Mahala mafia. I think it was a Pakistani dude. He was excellent, by the way. Very, very funny. Yes. And then someone else, when they when they were all leaving out, when they were all leaving that, there goes the Vladimir's or some shit like yeah. that. And I was like, yes! I'm like, oh my god, holy fuck! Yeah, well, I mean, at least they're. I, I would assume they're paying attention enough to hear the jokes and and be fine with it. So that's cool. Well, I I was tempted to like walk up, get up the nerve, but there's no way I'm going to get up the nerve. But in my in my mind, I was like walking up at when they're having a smoke break, saying so. They're all making jokes about you guys. Are you are you down with that? I mean, do you do you know what's going on? But uh, you know, I'd have been dead, so that would have been a bad idea. But it, I, yeah. I was fantasizing about actually going through with that. They'd snap your neck. Did so, you? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the reason I say I don't get along with Bosnians because because I I've had another run in uh, with Bosnians uh, that could have ended badly. So I oh I didn't know that. Well, it was very random and uh, pretty funny, but I left. Do you remember the um, Sunday Night Funnies? No, I, I've yeah. been. I'm so naive to comedy that All I don't right, know so, shit. Well, there, there, there still is a show on Sunday nights um, that's move lo- locations. It used to be at the Riverfront Hotel uh, on Ann Street, which I, I okay. I don't know what the hotel is now. They got bought out. That's part of the reason they moved. So now the show is out off of 84th Street at Woody's Press Box. It's right next to um, uh, the go-kart place, whatever the hell it's called. Yep. yep. Unimportant to the story. But I I leave the show one night, and we go to a, a friend's place, another comic, and he lives in these, like, duplex, like, townhouses. They all look similar. You know, it's it's one of these places where they're all cookie cutter they you can't tell the difference between any place until you're inside right and i had never been to his house before and i'm an idiot keep that in mind so i park <laughs> and myself and another comic his name's michael bustler very funny we walk in the front door and take our shoes off and we're going to make our way into the living room and then we realize we are in the wrong person's apartment <laughs> It is not our friend John Hauser, another comedian. It is this Bosnian couple. And this this guy's wife looks terrified, like, oh my God, they finally found us. <laughs> They're here to kill us. And her boyfriend, her husband, got up from the couch and that dude meant business. Like, yeah. get out. <laughs> And oh my God, like get out of my house. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, I honestly, I don't know where I am. I, oh. I thought I was in my friend's house and I looked behind me and my friend has all been gone for at least 60 seconds. Just <laughs> fucking left me there to be murdered. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. That's like uh, uh, every man for himself. Oh yeah. He, he didn't take, he, he <sighs> said nothing, just left me. I don't even know if he got his shoes off. Like I was... And I'm obnoxious too. So I, as soon as I walk in the door, I'm like yelling, God knows what stupid shit. Cause I think my friends are around the corner ready to party. Oh. You know, turns out it was this Bosnian couple. And oh, I almost shit. had my head in a duffel yeah. bag at the end of the night. 
you're looking in the refrigerator for a beer, you know, picking up the cat. Uh oh. Oh. And I and I kind of I, I one of my guesses based on his accent would have been Bosnian, but then it was confirmed later at night because my friend was like, Oh yeah, no, they're my neighbors are Bosnian and the dude is super scary. And I'm like, Yeah, he Jesus. is. He's very scary. Well, okay. Uh word of advice and when we ever do get back to having that event called Festival of the Arts, downtown Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Bosnians are always there serving that meat on a stick shit. Uh, just oh, be really? careful around That's there. Bosnian? Well, there's some uh they they have different food stands. Uh it, right. it depends on on uh and I guess what is on the menu, but there's all sorts of different foods you can get at those and I I'm, I guess I'm not even sure what, what exactly they serve, but you know, they're always there. I'll so. steer clear, man. They yes. probably got my face on a poster somewhere. Um, I I'll say this, this is the first time I've ever seen Ben do comedy. And I actually, I mean, Ben, Ben's the type of guy that whenever you're talking to him, like in this setting right here, I always, I was telling the audience, I get the urge to want to punch the words out of him because it's all, it's all like, I'm, I have a hard time pulling it out of him, you know? Yeah. But I, I tell you what, I thought he was uh, fairly smooth. Um, and I, I, I was, I was happy with that. And he's got no confidence whatsoever. No, he gets, he gets done. He'll walk up to you and say, well, I suck dick. And I'm like, I don't think so, Ben. I thought, I thought, you know, your, your comedy's super dark, but I mean, dead baby jokes, but whatever, at least you fucking did it. So, um, you know, I, 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 I was I actually liked it. I actually like what he did. No, he's, he's very funny. Like I said to you last night, he's, He's got the posture of someone who's at the airport and their flight's been delayed for the second time. <laughs> exactly. I keep wanting him to push his shoulders back a little. Yeah, he just looks deflated and defeated, um, but he's a great writer. He's super funny, and and I think the the stage presence and confidence will will come. And he, he certainly he's, he has already uh, came a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the open mic scene, this is, this is training ground, correct? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's no different than like a, um, I guess a, like a band practice rehearsal. Well, it's actually a lot different because people are watching and. How do you feel about looking at note cards? I hate it. And I, I was, I was talking about this before you got on here. I was like, I don't care. You cannot be stopping to look at the notes. No, no, I, no. So it's, at an open mic like last night, I mean, if you need to do it, do it. I mean, I look at my phone. I, If I'm being honest, and it's terrible, but when I headline comedy clubs, I'll still have my phone up there just just in case. If, if there's something new yeah. that I'm going to work on in the middle of my set or something, I I will just glance at my phone to be to as a reminder. Okay. Mostly I've got it up there just to know how long I've been up there because I'm terrible with time. You know, right. I've got to cover 45 minutes and I just want to know. But I, I try not to make it obvious. I kind of do it within crowd work or as I'm walking over to grab my drink from the stool or something. But yeah, you definitely you you certainly shouldn't be doing it to the point that it's a distraction and right, people are right. thinking about it. So now of course easier said than done because I walked into that room and just walking into the room, I hadn't even seen that the Bosnians were going to be having a sit down. Yeah. I was, I was terrified for anyone doing that in that room. It was weird. It's, it's like I said, it kind of had you know? a, the room is great. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and uh, Joseph Johnson, who runs the show, super funny, new comic. And I think he used to just live over there and he'd go over there and probably okay. write, drink coffee, whatever. And then I, through conversation, must've talked to somebody and, 
Good. Good for him. Started doing comedy over there, but it, it's it's a different vibe just because uh, first and foremost, there's no alcohol, which is always going to make live entertainment different, um, you know, because it's people need booze. And then it's the setting is like the lighting in there. You want it dark, but then there's really no stage lighting. And then I don't know. It, it almost has like a, I said it last night, like a uh, like a college campus like lounge vibe yeah. or something yeah, you know? it's like the college common area we're yeah, all the exactly. other <laughs> and I, I only know i didn't go to college i only know from i used to travel the country hosting a game show and sometimes it would take part at like three in the afternoon in one of those like commons areas at a college and okay. oh my god that was after that no comedy will ever be too bad because that was absolutely soul sucking and one of the worst things i've ever had to do so but that's what it felt like yeah yeah i can i can totally picture and that then the but... audience was just kind of i don't think they were used to anybody talking to him because as i'm asking them questions yeah. they were like afraid to answer and yeah they I, know. Even, I wasn't asking like hey what's your dick size specifically yeah i know i, th I think you asked who's here is who here is middle-aged yeah or who here is in their I was, like, like, that's I was like did these guys threaten you <laughs> That's right. You did say that. Did the Bostians threaten you? <laughs> now, Adam, um, what uh, you said, I was so embarrassed because you asked a very simple question. You said in your act, the, the, the bit was, I don't want to say too much of it on a record, but whatever. You, you said something about uh, people who assassinate people have three, their middle name is used. Uh, yeah, like yeah. You say all three names and you said, you said, who killed Abraham Lincoln? And at the same time that everybody is saying John Wilkes Booth, one asshole said Lee Harvey. Oh, and it was your old pal, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> and you, somebody, and, that's the uh, most common one that people mix up. I, because his name's the most famous in relation to president assassinations. It's normal for people to say that. I mean, you're a mom, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's normal. And I, I went, Oh no. And my ears got hot and you looked at me and you go, you already fucked it up. It's, yeah, it's such a dumb, silly joke. Um, and it's also just because, and I know why they do that. Obviously when somebody assassinates somebody, they use all three names because they don't want, if the right. guy's name's John Smith, Right. You know, and there's a you know, thousand John Smiths. You don't want some ass, some poor asshole who just, you know, delivers milk for a living. And they would. Yeah. Getting his shit kicked in because it's got the same name. So. Okay. Pause in the action. The remainder of my time with Adam Deggie after this. Gift of Life uh, Michigan has asked me to talk to you about making sure you are on the donor registry. This is absolutely important. Uh, probably the most important thing I'll talk about today or this week. Every time I talk about Gift of Life Michigan, uh, that is the case. And this isn't just for people in the state of Michigan. Your organs, uh, in the event of an untimely passing, will save eight lives. Uh, your tissue and corneas will improve the lives of more than 100 others. So give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. G-O-L-M.org. That's Gift of Life Michigan. G-O-L-M.org within Michigan. Or registerme.org. 
everywhere else. Please take the time and do this if you are a listener and supporter of this show. This is binding. If you go out and get hit by a bus, uh, all your organs will be harvested. Well, the ones that aren't smashed into oblivion. Well, that sounds terrible. It's all true, though. Thank you so much. There are people waiting for your organs. Okay? As you know, this is very, very dear and uh, near and dear to me. This has nothing to do with living donation. That's an entirely different animal. This is about when you croak. Okay? Thank you so much for doing this. You are an absolute hero if you do this. Because can you imagine uh, you untimely passing or whatever, you die, and they, they uh, your organs live on in people who just want to live. So please, please, please uh, do that. Fill out your organ donor registration today. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast for quite some time. Uh, an amazing startup company. Uh, been passing on their expertise to the community for quite some time here in West Michigan. And if you need any uh, technical expertise, if you own a business or you work for someone, obviously the owner of the business, drop the name Blue Frost IT when the tech is being upgraded or the tech needs to be managed or, you know, a meltdown has occurred. What are you going to do? Do it yourself? No. Call Blue Frost IT. 616 200 8550 616-285-50 for Blue Frost IT. You can also find them online, bluefrostit.com or info at bluefrostit.com. All right. Um, I also want to mention this. I've partnered up with a um, gravel bike race called the Dirty Donut Race. For you people that uh, that do this, is, is in Michigan, there's three races on Dirty Donut Race Day, which is June 4th in Martin, Michigan. 22-miler, 41-miler, and a 61-miler. Uh, they put my logo all over that damn place. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I returned the favor by pointing out that you too, if this is your thing, need to sign up for the Dirty Donut Race. Just go to dirtydonutrace.com for more details. All right. That is it for the sponsors on this edition of the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. It is time to complete the mission of part two of my time with Adam Deggy as he helped participate in comedy night with the Bosnian Mafia. Here you go. Um, and then I, I busted out laughing because it was a, it was an impromptu moment, and I just it just fucking killed me. Can I uh, can I can I say what happened? Of course, yeah. Okay, he's Adam's talking, and the dart machine goes. Beep, beep, oh. beep. <laughs> the dart machine in the back of the room goes. Beep, 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 beep. Of and, course, and Adam goes. That noise means one of you at the end of the show has to suck my dick. <laughs> I was thinking about that after the show. Like, why do you why do you say things like that? <laughs> there, there was this this like younger, uh, super funny girl who I, I think is relatively new. She may have been doing comedy for I don't know ten years, but she 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 was super. 
comfortable up there and very funny, but her fucking, her mother was at the show. Oh yeah. That's what I meant. It's so contributed to the awkward. Oh, there was so God. much awkward there. Okay. Now the la- what I want to close with is how about, and I, you know, I don't, with you, it's a little weird for me to sit there and talk about specifics of a person's act, but dude, the idea of that little fella with the high voice doing fat jokes about his girlfriend who is very, very large and is 10 feet away from him. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I think you're talking about uh, Preston, maybe. <laughs> I don't Well, Whoever. There's only one guy there who looks like a hobbit whose uh, girlfriend oh, yeah, yeah. is enormous. He's, oh. uh, he's something else, huh? Dude. God, fuck. no. You know, though, as soon as they got in the car, his <laughs> forehead was bouncing, <laughs> bouncing off the, the dashboard oh. and she was having her way with him. Oh, my God. That was rough. I was, I'm was. i sure he, he speaking of going down on people, I'm sure she forced him to go oh down on her. Oh, my God. He actually he probably night. he probably was actually inside of her body. Like, remember that scene <laughs> in The Empire Strikes Back when Han stuffs Luke in the Tauntaun? That's yeah. what happened. Maybe you don't get that reference. I have no idea. Yeah, no, but, I do. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Ben and I actually, because he said the joke. He said he started a joke, and Ben and I are looking at the guy. And I was telling the audience about this earlier. He goes, yeah, I like to smother her in kisses. And then Ben and I both said uh, independently, and she smothers me with her body. And then, uh, but he didn't say that. He said smothers me with a pillow. But Ben and I said it. We looked at each other and we turned around, turned our backs to the guy and just started fucking cracking up. We couldn't believe it. Said the same joke, and then she just sat there. She said, I, I, "I guess she's in on it. I don't know. I, I hope she didn't feel bad, but she had to feel bad deep down inside. I don't know. That was weird. I, 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 I hated all of that. But I'm telling you, um, for it, it was so unbelievably uh, entertaining, and yet and, and awkward and entertaining and funny and entertaining. My God, uh, uh, too much. Uh, I, I, I can't say enough about it. Um, I, is that something that you would do again? Did you do it for a favor? I mean, what's what's? Uh... No, I would absolutely do it again. You know, especially right now, I just want as much stage time as possible. You know, we were all stuck inside and didn't really have any opportunity to do stand up live. Right, um, dude. I did yesterday afternoon. I actually uh, also did a virtual like corporate show for a group of realtors in my dining room. Uh, just the, <laughs> the worst, every, every terrible thing about comedy wrapped into one. And it, oh. I've done, I've done two shows at retirement homes over the last month. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been doing anything and everything just to scratch that itch. So, wow. I mean, you know, um, I've got the both. I've got the. I've got the double shot in me. I already had COVID. I'm ready to get back out and and live. Yeah. And tell jokes, man. So I'll do anything. What uh, I I wonder what's keeping clubs from getting after it. I mean, you can have some people there, right? Well, I know that grins here in town specifically. I, I've spoke to the guy who was the assistant manager. He's actually the one who had me do shows at a retirement community. Uh, so we're not on good terms, but, um, no, he, he said basically that it doesn't make sense for them to open until they can be at least 75% capacity, which I guess makes sense. 
But okay. I think a lot of places are kind of taking advantage of other places not being open or doing comedy. And there's a, a lot of open mics here in town that are back up running Monday right. through Friday, really. Um, but but over the weekend, we definitely need Dr. Grins to open back up. Uh, clubs in other places have. I know, Like in Detroit, I've already been out there working clubs. I'll, I'll be at uh, the Comedy Castle in June. Uh, Excellent. That's Royal Oak. And, and uh, so some places are trying, but hopefully slowly – but surely every everybody will be back and open by the end of the summer, I would hope. I don't know. Yeah. Have you talked to Veltman at all? I have. So, is he is he still in the game? I know I haven't Oh yeah, yeah, he's still all. in the game. You know, he's got his kid he's all he's like trying to coach and he's he's got a whole separate life, you know. I know it. I know it. He owns all that shit. He's selling chicken tenders at bowling alleys and he's got a whole separate thing, but but yeah, the last time I spoke to him, he, he said he was going to be doing shows. I think I actually saw there's a comic. Um, God, I don't even know what his name is. Steve Hofstetter, I believe. He's a pretty big guy on okay. the Internet. He's got a ton of ton of followers on YouTube. And I think he's going to be at the, the bowling alley in Muskegon, maybe like. This month or next? Okay, yeah, that so that he, that he uh, is doing shows, yeah. Well, what he benefits because that room is enormous, and oh, he can so big. So, um, you know, I mean, maybe it would be worth his time to put people in that room. So, uh, it, uh Joey writes, uh, go check out Adam on May 29th in Otsego. Is that show still on? Oh my God, uh, it's not. It isn't. No, no, that was actually the 28th and I double booked it and I had to bail. Oh, okay. But uh, still go out to that show because uh, a friend of mine from Detroit, his name's Bill Bouchard. He's actually headlining the show now and uh, he's super, super funny. So still go support. It's at the Liquid Note uh, Brewing. Excellent. Bar Excellent. slash brewery. So hit hit that up on the 28th. Yeah. Uh, can people, okay. We're ending the week right now. I don't know if you're, if you're taking the weekend off. Uh, I know that, uh, you're, you're, you're lovely, better half. Probably, you're probably going to be doing all sorts of chores, you know, maybe fun things with her. Like she, she and, does have, I'm sure she's got a list of things for me to do. Um, I, I bring that up because I worked with her mm -hmm. and she, it's funny because she, uh, she's the type that Adam's the guy when they go out, Adam will say something. She's the one who's just like, God, you're a fucking idiot. You know, shut the fuck up, Adam. It's oh, just, yeah. It's a funny dynamic. I almost wish you two could put your lives out on social media because it's that type of funny. Oh, she talks a lot of shit. <laughs> she actually, she, she in public the other day, she smashed my hat off my head and then we almost fought. <laughs> Several people had to hold me back. Okay. And now, now we're selling merch. Okay. Yes. Good. Good. Uh, Adam, are you uh, website? Can we talk about that? Any appearances in the next week? Maybe some open mic stuff. What uh, What well, is going on? Please. Out on social media. I'm uh, everywhere from YouTube to Instagram. I got a, a page on Facebook. All that good stuff. Um, Adam Deggy. Last name's D E G I. There's not going to be another one, so I'll be easy, easy to find. Um, I'm doing a actually a backyard show in Detroit the 28th. That's what I had to bail on the other show for. I I didn't do it previously, so I've got to do it this time. It's a lot of fun. A a, a comic out of Detroit. Her name's uh, Johanna 
Mandranda, I think is how you say her last name. I probably really fucked it up, but it's not right to me. Funny. And um, like I said, I'm headlining the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak in June. Wow. I believe the weekend of like the 11th and 12th. So if you're in the Detroit area or you want to make a drive, you can check me out there. Uh, Anything a, else I can't think of off the top of my head, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, legendary room. Um, yes. You know, and when it comes to legendary rooms in the United States, that's that's one of them. I mean, or it's at been... least it was. <laughs> yeah, you, are you talking about because of COVID? No, just because they're they're booking me to headline now. Oh! So. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I, I've I didn't been get... there once previously, so it's probably lost a little bit of its luster. Ah, the come first on, time. knock that self deprecation bullshit out. I get you it get from it. Glaze. Jesus, yeah, I know it. I shit. know it. Uh, when I walked in there, I see Ben and uh, he goes, uh, I don't know. You know, of course, no confidence. He walks into the room. He already is convinced he's going to be terrible. He's like, Oh, I don't know. Looks like a pretty woke crowd. I go, what? What are you talking about? He goes, I got it. I got it. <laughs> poor guy. Like, goes, how does he go into sex with his girlfriend? Right. Oh, I just so you know, I'm probably not going to make you come. <laughs> He's like, woke crowd. I've got a dead baby joke. I don't know if it's going to fly. I'm like, ah, fuck it, man. Those people weren't woke at all. It's it's it was a bunch of people from the mob. Yes, and then people from Kentwood. Most oh, people don't give a shit about woke culture. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Well, you're awesome. Looks like you're getting rave reviews on the comments. People love you. And uh, what's what's the rest of your day like? What's the rest? Of, you, you know, I've actually I've got to do another thing like this with a, a a guy out in Holland. I've never actually met this guy. He's probably Bosnian and he's gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I and met that- him. He messaged me through uh, some other comics. I, I think he's got a studio out there, and he uh, somehow is attached to the entertainment world. He may be a musician. Okay. But I'm doing his podcast uh, this afternoon, and then uh, I believe I'm doing something for Mother's Day tomorrow. Shout out to my mom, Alex. Yes, she's, she's of course. All the mothers out there, without you, there'd be yeah. no us. So yes, thank you. God, God bless the moms. Okay, and your health is coming along, you know. Uh, yeah, you man. Said, uh, uh, about a year was a year ago they said hey guess what you got third uh third stage uh c- skin yeah. cancer right the old uh the old skin cancer i'm good now though man the uh the last scan and everything came back good and tactically no cancer so jesus any yeah. uh, do you have any theories as to how that happens are you just like go outside with no sunscreen you smoke cigarettes no i i've obviously was never a shirt off in public guy and i've never really been a fun in the sun guy either um, I may have, I remember in my mid twenties, I thought if I had a tan, it would get me laid. So I think I did go to like a tanning salon literally huh. twice. And then one of the times I got in a car accident immediately following, which was kind of a sign. Wow. But not of enough, enough of a sign. Cause I nope. later got skin cancer, but, uh, no, I, I had a mole on my back since I was a kid. Um, while we're on the subject, May is actually skin cancer awareness month especially for melanoma. Uh, my wife and I do a virtual 5K. It's the second annual. So the weekend of my birthday, which is the 21st and 22nd, I believe, um, anybody can do a virtual 5K. You can run, skate, jog, whatever. And then you just post a, a sweaty selfie after on social media with the hashtag move for melanoma. And then you can go to the link that we'll put on the internet uh, to donate to the Skin Cancer Foundation. It's a good cause. It's great for awareness. A lot of people have misconceptions about 
uh, skin cancer like myself, I thought you would just have a mole or something pop up one day, but it could be something you've had forever and then it changes and you've got to get yeah. it checked out. So if you got any weird shit on your skin, go get it checked out at a dermatologist. Uh, get in front of things so you're not in a situation like mine or an even worse one. Um, but yeah, it's Skin Cancer Awareness Month, so just keep that in mind. Google Google something, for Christ's sake. I mean, you did your own research on the vax, didn't you? Absolutely. You're, you're well, a genius, so um, do it. And I'm glad you say that. That, that, that. that all worked out. It sounds like a wonderful thing, because a lot of times on skin cancer, you know, what you see above the surface of the skin is... Uh, Strangely oh, yeah. enough, tip of the iceberg. Good Skin boy. cancer kills more people than any other cancer combined. So yes, yes, it's, um, a, it's a thing. So, uh, real quick, it just popped into my head. Are you excited about? Are you trying to not get excited about the lions? You know, I there's a, a few websites I frequent almost on a daily basis, and and uh, I'm I'm actually I'm more excited about the coaching staff than I am about the roster at this point, and I I'm glad that they're kind of all but saying like, hey, we're gonna suck for a couple of years and build this thing from the bottom. I'm just glad they got rid of Fat Trisha, man. I hated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. He was terrible. I like that they've made all these moves to get the uh, people in place to protect the quarterback. Cause you know, I mean, let's, let's face it. There have been some sh uh, teams that have done very well with shitty quarterbacks. No, Trent that's how you yeah. build from the inside out. They got that lineman. They got the D tackles. I think We've tried the skill position thing before where the quarterback's got no protection. We can't run the ball, but we have these number one receivers and shit. Let's try it the other way for a while. And then yeah. we, later, we'll get rid of this golf contract, have a little more money. They can get free agents or other guys in the draft because they're probably going to be picking in the top five again, at least for the next year. And then they got these picks from the Rams and the Stafford trade. Yep. And uh, I, I like it, man. I'm on board. I always drink the Kool-Aid, though. I'm a moron. So I am going to set my sights on a goal for six victories. And I think yeah. that that's I think that's lofty. I think it probably right. more like four or five. But I'm we gonna... don't want but we don't want more than six. Yeah, we don't. I mean, fuck it. We're Lions fans. We've waited. Uh, I was 21 years old when they last won a playoff game. You were probably like 10, you know, uh, Jesus, maybe even younger than that. Uh, but my God. Um, it, it, it's okay. We can, we can wait. We can wait. You just think about how many Lions fans dads have died. Yes. Without ever seeing them win shit, you know, and you just hope that you don't become that dad. I remember when they beat Dallas in that divisional round and went to the NFC championship game, they had lost to Washington earlier in the year badly. And I was like, Oh, rematch. We're going to do it. And then, we went to RFK stadium against Washington and we got the shit kicked out of us in the NFC championship yeah. game. It was so bad. Ah, that's, that's my one glory moment of the Detroit lions. It's so. gross, man. But uh, maybe this is, maybe it's finally going to change fingers crossed. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for doing this. I, I, I kept you much longer, but you're so easy to talk to and fun. Everybody loved you. I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I, I promise the next time you get into some social media beef, if you call me, I'll answer the phone. Oh my God. I've been just getting murdered. I get so, I get so antsy about this. Oh Jesus. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, Zane. Take it easy, man. Yeah, buddy. You too. The one and only Adam Deggie.
All right, that is it. The best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed making them. I like going back in time and hearing these old bits. So there you go. Uh, all right, thank you so much for listening to it. Remember, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me there. Twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Follow me there. You can catch a show live every morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. with video. Just follow the page and it will tell you when I go live. All right. Or uh, uh, you can also just uh, download the podcast wherever you download podcasts, obviously. Uh, Twitter at Eric Zancho. And then on YouTube, follow me there too as well. Thank you so much, folks. Bye-bye.